Talofa listeners, and welcome back to my fabulous blind life. I'm Nicole, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about my adventure going back to school. Once my oldest was, I think, in the second grade, I began to sit around my house and wonder what I was going to do with myself. I had thought many times about going back to school, but was always too chicken shit to try. For me and my husband, it was very important to us that Jesse, when he got home from school, always came home to somebody. My husband and I, both being raised by single moms and being so-called latchkey kids, it was very important to us, at least until Jesse was older, that somebody was always home after school. I started to do some research on how to go back to school, get some blind services, and get some adaptive equipment. Now, the School for the Blind in Seattle was still there, but with my current life, I um, couldn't go. It wasn't an option. Plus, every time I thought about that school on my first trip there, I still got immense anxiety, and I even felt like when I talked about it, my eyes started twitching. Through my research, I found out that blind services could actually come to where I was, as long as I was in school with the eventual goal of obtaining a job, they could help me from my home. I also found out that there was a little college in the town that I live in that could actually give me an entrance exam. Anxiety be damned, I basically tossed it aside and jumped right in. I got a new worker from Blind Services who came over to do an intake appointment with me. My new worker asked me what I was thinking I would like to do. I told him I wasn't 100% sure, but maybe I might like office work. He asked me several different questions about my mobility, independent living skills, and adaptive tools that I had. I explained to him that I didn't have a blind cane, but I was nowhere near knowing how to use it or the proper way to use it. As far as my cooking skills, I told him they were not stellar, that my husband and I usually did marathon cooking in one day so that I could heat things up in the microwave. I could make simple things like eggs, top ramen, a sandwich, or grilled cheese, but that was about the extent of my culinary skills. As far as my independent living skills, I explained to him that I had created systems and adapted to do things in my own home from laundry to cleaning. I think we'll take a pause right here and we'll tell a little backstory about my blind cane. As I said, I did own one but had no idea how to use one. I got one because my mom and James had asked me to. They said people have a hard time telling that you're blind, so if you have a cane, they'd be able to identify you as a blind person easier. I used to get so mad and pissed off when people would run into me when I was walking. I'd turn and yell at them and be like, hey, blind woman walk in here, people. My mom would always tell me, don't get mad at them. You do so well, it's so hard to tell that you're blind. She said, even I forget sometimes. So, of course, I ordered a stupid blind cane. So, guess what I found out? Even if you have a blind cane, people are still assholes and self-absorbed. They still run into you. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. On my wedding weekend, I went to the airport with my cousin to pick up one of my bridesmaids. And where better to have my cane out and extended than a busy airport? 
Now, it's Mother's Day weekend, so the airport is pretty packed. My cousin and I are walking through the airport at a pretty leisurely pace, and I have my cane extended. We're just chatting about my wedding that weekend, and suddenly I hear a man behind me kind of grunting and making some noises and getting frustrated with us. He then steps to the side of me, and it looks like he's going to go around me. Is that what this gentleman did though? Step around us? Yeah, nope. He actually started to step over my cane. I remember my cousin or my cousin telling me, "Oh my god, that gentleman's going to step over your cane right now." So, instead of yelling and getting mad, I just raised my cane a little and got him in the privates. I didn't whack him really hard. I just gave him a little tap to teach him not to be such an asshole to disabled people. I was so appalled by this gentleman's behavior that from then on, I pretty much just carried my cane folded up in my hands. And needless to say, I have developed a love-hate relationship with my cane. Anyway, moving right along, my caseworker said he was going to send a rehab specialist out to evaluate me. When she came out, she of course had some paperwork for me to sign. Apparently, I turned white as a ghost and started shaking. She asked me what was wrong, and I explained to her what I was going through currently with the fraud case. I also informed her that I probably did not qualify for her services. She reassured me that I did qualify for those services because their money came from a different pool than my adult services. Their money came from sales tax, and she said every time I went to the store and paid sales tax, I basically paid on these services that I was about to receive. I took a deep breath, and she started reading the paperwork to me very slowly. Once we got past that terrifying moment for me, we moved on and started to have a conversation about various different things like mobility and cooking. She actually ordered me a new cane because apparently mine was the wrong size. She then informed me that she would actually be my mobility teacher. And as I'm sitting there listening to her, I'm like, okay, lady, whatever you say. Then she said she was going to refer me to their technology man. And I began to think to myself, oh shit. To be evaluated for technology and all the different kinds of adapted tools I might need, this meant I had to go up to Seattle to the school up for the blind. Ah, oh, big breath. Anyway, we moved right along and she ordered me a whole bunch of new kitchen tools. She ordered me a talking scale and thermometer, large print measuring cups and spoons, and she also ordered me a low vision cutting board which has black on one side and white on the other to create contrast. She also ordered me a magnification mirror, large checkbook registers, um, a talking calculator, and something called a pen friend. The pen friend worked much like a scanner at the grocery store. You basically put a sticker on the item and then you recorded into the pen friend what the item was. So you could scan items in your home and find out what they are. I use mine primarily in the kitchen. I put it on different kinds of liquid, canned goods, and my um, spices. We then went through some different kinds of glasses that had different tint shades on them that were supposed to enhance my vision. I was actually surprised that some of them actually worked and helped. 
She then explained to me that somebody else would be contacting me about living skills and cooking. And I'm thinking to myself, oh joy, I get to show somebody else how I burn the water. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not allowed in the kitchen alone because I burn the water. Anyway, we made an appointment for a couple weeks out so she could gather all the tools that I needed. She informed me that on her next appointment with me that we would be working with the cane and how to use it properly. As you can probably imagine, I was none too thrilled about this. In the meantime, as I was waiting for my next appointment, I made an appointment to go up to Seattle to the School for the Blind for my technology evaluation. As you can imagine, I was none too thrilled about this either, and I'm pretty sure my eye was twitching this time too. I had asked my stepfather to take me because my mother can be overbearing and she tends to make me more nervous and have more anxiety. As we pulled up to the building, my heart started to race, but I tried not to let it get the better of me. We walked into the building to meet a nice gentleman who was also blind. This gentleman asked me what I wanted to do and if I knew anything about computers. I told him that I was looking into going back to school and I knew nothing about computers at all. He then asked me if I knew how to type. No, I don't know that either. We went into a room that had computers all along the wall. Each computer did something different. We sat down at the first one, which actually wasn't a computer, it was something called a closed circuit TV. It basically took any printed material and enlarged it. I really liked this machine. This tool actually proved to be inefficient for me because I had to have the magnification so high that I could only really read one word at a time. Um, as far as the other computers in the room, I really couldn't do anything with them because I didn't know the keyboard. When you're blind, you use the keyboard and keystrokes to actually navigate through the computer. My first step was to learn the keyboard. I got a program called Talking Typing Tutor because the blind services couldn't fund any computer or adaptive equipment for me until I knew the keyboard. My father had decided that I should have my own computer to practice on. So he thought it'd be a worthy investment to buy me one that day. He basically told me that he would purchase my first computer and anything else that I needed the blind services could take care of. He also told me that he hated when my mother used his computer and he felt that my husband James might feel the same. So that's one of the other reasons he bought me my own computer. So thanks to mom and dad, I got my own computer to practice on. James immediately started looking for screen reader programs. It turns out there's two of them out there that I know of. One is JAWS, which is very expensive, and the other one was System Access, which had a more affordable plan. I knew that I would be actually taking JAWS at the college. System Access actually had a monthly membership plan, so that's the screen reader program I started with. With JAWS, you cannot use the mouse on the screen, but with System Access, you actually can. You can move the mouse around the screen and it will actually read the text underneath it. This is pretty much how I learned how to use the internet in the beginning. 
I got pretty good at knowing locations of certain things on my screen that I needed to click on. I actually got pretty good at Facebook and email this way. Now, learning the keyboard was another animal in itself to tackle. I had some nerve damage in my left hand in my pinky and ring finger, which made it hard for me to learn keystrokes. I got so frustrated and pissed off trying to learn keystrokes with those two fingers that I basically threw up my hands and said, screw this shit. But my ever problem solving husband started to search the internet. In his research, he found there was actually a way for a one-handed typer. I had basically already learned all the keys on the keyboard and all we had to do was put some tactile markers on the keyboard so I would know where I was. I then had to learn the new hand positioning for a one-handed typer and how you did all the keystrokes. Once I got that down, typing became a breeze for me. Now I can't type as fast as a two-handed typer, but I can do a solid 35 words a minute. Now. I am ready for my first college class, but first I had to take the entrance exam. The college that I was going to made some fabulous accommodations for me and they had somebody reading me my questions and then somebody filling in the bubbles. Now I hadn't been in school for probably 10 plus years and I had no idea what to expect and I had no idea how this was going to be blind. Let me just tell you, it was rough. I had to basically hear the question, remember the question, and then visualize what the right answer was. I couldn't write anything down that would even begin to help me. I started to get so frustrated at times that I just started to guess. Now, when it came to the math portion, I started to try and take the exam, but it was entirely too difficult for me. So I told the lady, never mind, I'll just start over from the beginning. I couldn't even think or imagine how I was even going to be successful at school after this entrance exam. It seemed like an enormously huge mountain that I didn't know if I was ready to climb. Needless to say, I sucked it up, put on my big girl panties, and registered for a class anyway. I only registered for one class and it was the JAWS class. It was actually pretty nice because there wasn't a big class for it and I got one-on-one -on -one instruction with the instructor in the computer lab. For the first month, my stepfather drove me to school, walked me to class, and actually sat with me in the computer lab during my class. For the second month, he just escorted me to the classroom and made sure I got in there okay. And by the third month, he dropped me off in front of the school because I could then navigate to my class by myself. My stepfather basically became my chauffeur to and from school, and we had some very nice talks. I think this is how we got so close and formed such a strong bond even after all my teenage shenanigans. When I was younger, I don't think I ever really appreciated my stepfather. During this time, I could see why now he was such an amazing man. He went back to work so my mother could stay home with me when I first lost my sight. He was willing to drive me to and from school and be my chauffeur, and also willing to walk me to my class and sit in with me on my first month. 
He built me a fabulous walk-in closet in my first apartment. He put up with my mother, who is basically a pain in the ass and not easy to deal with, and he's an absolute great grandfather. What more could a girl ask for in a stepfather? My second quarter, I got a little bit braver. I took an English class along with Jaws too. Before classes started, I went and learned where my classrooms were so I could navigate by myself. I started to make friends and become a lot more independent on campus. Because I had struggled so much with the entrance exam, I basically started my core classes from scratch. English was a challenge. I had a lot of problems, and still do actually, with punctuation. Because I couldn't look at a sentence, I basically had to try and figure out where the punctuation went as I was typing the sentence. Sometimes it would take me so long to write a paper because I would keep going over and over it. My computer would read it to me and I would try and listen and make sure that the sentence structure sounded appropriate. Doing this was extremely hard to master and as I said, I still struggle to this day. Another struggle for me was in-class handouts. If I didn't receive the handouts beforehand, that I could put onto my laptop and listen to while the teacher was explaining them, I would be absolutely lost in class. It took some of my teachers a long time to get this concept and some of them got it really easily, but each and every one of them tried their best. Another struggle I faced was textbooks. I had to get my textbooks on audio and sometimes they didn't have it in the right edition or they didn't have it at all and I had to make do with what I had. No matter what the challenge was, I always tried to do my best in school. Now, when I was in high school, I wasn't the best student. I couldn't give a flip about my education. I would always rather be working. Even after high school, when I took one quarter of college, I didn't care for it then either. This time around though, I appreciated it much more. I don't know if it was because I had to work harder to learn it, or because I was retaining things easier this time around, whatever the case was, I found myself to be a straight A student. I was even accepted into some sort of academic sorority through the little college I went to. It was really exciting and I always strive for excellence. As time went on, I got even braver in the classes I took. I really enjoyed taking my English classes and creative writing. Surprisingly, I enjoyed sociology and took quite a few of those classes. I took interpersonal skills and communication, which was actually very informative. I enjoyed my professor and she was really amazing. I think she really helped me see how to communicate with others despite my vision. She had even asked me to write an essay about the difficulties I had being blind and communicating with others. As I was writing this paper, I realized that I had never really expressed any of my challenges to my friends. For instance, most of my friends, when I was talking to them, forgot I was blind. Some of my friends would come up to me and start talking to me. And the whole time they were talking to me, I would be sitting there trying to figure out who was speaking with me and trying to figure out where I'd heard that voice before. I had never really expressed to any of my friends to please announce themselves or tell me who they are when they came up to have a conversation with me. 
As I was writing this essay, I realized how much easier I could make things on myself if I just had asked. This professor really helped me understand interpersonal skills and communications, which was something I had never really thought about before. I also feel like taking these classes greatly improved my public speaking. She also went above and beyond when it came to accommodations in my disability. Now, let's move on to math. Let's just say I tried to avoid math like the plague. When I had taken math in my younger years, I hated it then. I absolutely despised it. And this time around, I didn't think it was going to be any different. Plus, I couldn't envision the mechanics of how I was actually going to learn and do math. In all my other classes, I took notes with a laptop, recorded all the lectures, and most of my work was turned in in printed form. With math, I couldn't do any of that because it was a total visual subject. Plus, at this time, most of the, most of the math classes were done on computer, and my screen reading software was not compatible with any of the math programs my college provided. So I avoided and put my math and science classes until the end. I even took a couple of classes I didn't even need just to avoid them. Eventually the time came and I had to register for math, so I jumped right in. Here's how it worked for me. I had a helper in all of my math classes. They would read the questions off the computer and basically log my answers into it. Once the problem was read to me, I then had paper and I took a Sharpie and started to try and solve the problem. It was so rough in the beginning and there were so many tears shed over math. I should also mention that I had multiple tutors to help me before and after school. As time went on, things began to get easier for me and I started to get the hang of it. We had to figure out ways to do total visual problems. I carried a mini whiteboard and marker with me to each class. With this portable uh, whiteboard, my helper or tutor would basically write things out larger so that I could see them. It was definitely a process for me to do math, and sometimes I really felt like throwing in the towel. Even with the difficulties, dutifully I marched on straight through math. When I got to algebra and algebraic equations, Sometimes I felt like I would use a whole tree's worth of papers just to solve one flipping problem. I also had to keep all my papers in the order of which part of the problem I was in, so if I had made a mistake somewhere, I could go back and try and find my mistake. Sometimes when I was looking back at a problem, I felt like all I could see was spots and not the actual numbers I was trying to solve. I think having to look at my papers and my problems so close created strain on my eyes, which is why I saw spots at times. Not to mention the fact that I was constantly breathing in my Sharpie fumes. Sometimes I even got a little lightheaded from these Sharpie fumes. Do you know what I found out though? I found out that this time around, I absolutely loved math. I couldn't believe it. I was in shock myself. I found the higher up I went, the more challenged I was. It really felt amazing to actually learn math and understand what I was doing and love it.
all I had to do was lose my sight. Things turn out funny that way at times. I loved math so much, I even told my professor one time that if I wasn't blind, I would totally be a math teacher. I haven't been in school now for about six years, and I often dream about going back to school and taking all my math classes over. Sometimes when I met a professor, I could tell right off that I was going to struggle with them when it came to my accommodations. I don't think it was entirely their fault, I just don't feel like some of them knew how to convert their curriculum into a way I could learn it. This is what happened to me when I went to take my science classes. First, I registered for biology. I went to a few lectures and it was very hard for me to follow along with. I was struggling so hard, I stayed after class and voiced my um, frustration to my professor. I don't think she really got it, so I then had to contact disability services. They in turn relayed my struggles to her, which was basically following along with visual aids in class. I couldn't follow along when she was teaching anatomy or the structures of cells or different functions of different parts of our bodies. The professor would probably use a pointer or something and say this part over here is called whatever it was called. I didn't know where over here was. I didn't know what she was talking about. I couldn't visualize. I, I struggled so much the first two weeks in this class and it didn't seem like she understood what I needed that I just dropped the class altogether. I continued on with other core classes and basically kicked science to the curb for the time being. I was asking around about different kinds of science classes from some of the other students at my school to see which one I might be able to navigate and learn. Eventually though, it came time for me to take my science courses. They were the last two classes I need to earn my associate's degree. I jumped in full force. I registered for biology again and I also registered for something called natural disasters. Now, this time around in biology, I had somebody sitting in the classroom with me as a visual interpreter. My visual interpreter was there to help me understand any pictures, charts, graphs, or structures of body parts. It also helped that I had a different professor this time that was absolutely on top of accommodations for me. I received all his lecture notes before the class even started. He gave me um, notes on every single chapter he would be lecturing on that course. It was so much easier this time around. Having all the lecture notes beforehand made it possible for me to listen to them before class. Any questions I had, the professor was always more than happy to help me with. My visual interpreter was such an amazing helper and was always willing to explain anything I didn't understand. For instance, when we were going through the different layers of the eyes, she was able to explain each layer to me and basically what position it was um, in the eye. I won't lie, I definitely struggled in this class and some things basically just went over my head and I never understood. But I was able to pass this class with a B. Moving on to my natural disasters course, which was an absolute nightmare that was unexpected, 
Um, I had asked around and one of my math tutors had told me it was a pretty straightforward course that you did a lot of reading. I thought to myself, well, I can do that. I can read and I retain information really well. I thought, wow, this should be just such a piece of cake. Yeah, that's not how it worked out for me. I should mention a little side note. This was fall of 2015 and I was very newly pregnant, so I did have quite a few emotions going on. As I started to listen to the textbook, I really started to struggle with the information. I couldn't understand what was going on. It seemed like I would be listening to one part of the book and then all of a sudden it would jump to something else. Sometimes it seemed like I'd be in the middle of some sort of information and then the book would just start rattling off numbers and things that made no sense to me. I took my first test and for the first time ever I had failed it. I got so flipping frustrated and it seemed like every time I listened to this book I would be sitting at my computer crying. After taking my first few tests and failing each and every one of them, I finally asked for some help. Now this particular textbook came in a PDF form. So I was basically listening to it on my computer. Usually I had an audio version of my books which I kept on my Victor Reader, kind of like an MP3 player or an iPod and that's how I listened to my books. This was a printed version that my computer was reading to me. So what was happening is there was a lot of graphs and charts and whatnot in this book. And every time I was listening to this book and reading along and it hit a graph or chart, the book would just start spitting out the numbers or whatever the graph would say, even if it was a graph that pertained to page five that was five pages before the one you're on. So basically, I was getting information from page one on page five and I couldn't follow along. In all my other books, all the graphs and charts were left till the end of each chapter and then explained by the reader in great detail. This wasn't happening in this form of my textbook. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get the computer to read straight through the chapters and then read the charts and the graphs at the end. It just wasn't happening. Not to mention this entire class was online and when you were taking a test, the question might say, oh, refer to chart or graph on page eight. Well, I was blind and I couldn't actually do that. So I emailed the professor with my concerns. I had asked my professor if there was another way or form that I could take this test or these tests that he was giving online to us. Um, I viewed his response as somewhat rude and disrespectful. He basically told me that there was no other form or way I could take the test, but I could always retake the test. Um, well, thanks for nothing, mister. So basically, my professor was telling me that I couldn't take these tests any other way, even though I was telling him, well, I'm blind. I can't access the graph on page eight like other students. Thanks for nothing, jerk. I then contacted the disability services. I had forwarded his answer to my questions to the disability services, who then called me and said that they had spoke with the professor who was greatly sorry and he in no way meant to be discriminatory towards me. 
Um, then the professor actually called me himself. He apologized to me profusely and I thanked him and said, I appreciate it, but I think the challenges in this class are too great for me to continue. So I dropped the class. Well, Disability Services then stepped in and said they would offer me my visual interpreter from biology. I tried to explain to them that I was struggling too much. I was crying every time I read this book and I couldn't really understand the information. I also felt like they were basically pushing um, this class onto my visual interpreter and she had never even really taken this course and didn't know anything about it. It was very hard for me to drop this class and admit defeat. I have definitely thought about going back and pursuing my higher education, but unfortunately right now my life doesn't allow it, but I haven't ruled it out. So listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, hit that like, subscribe, and follow button. If you want to help support my podcasting journey, hit the listener support. I leave you with much alofa and until we meet again.